Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere. The Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God. We should use OBC because it would be overcome by circumstances, and the solution that to that is overcome by Christ. Uh, what do you think? That sounds good. Yeah, I think so, That's too. That's better. We'll have to send the T-shirts back. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just cross it out. And... Uh, be not dismayed, for you know he is God, and he will strengthen us, and he will help us and uphold us. And he also says, with his righteous right hand, which can't get any better than that. The fear of the unknown has to be one of the greatest fears that people can experience. But hopefully after we have this broadcast uh, and we share some of our experiences, it may help people to realize it's wonderful to connect with God and to let him overwhelm us and overcome us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear the darkness and wonder what's going on, God says, fear no evil, for you are with me. He will comfort us, he says, with his rod and his staff. It's an analogy of a sheep herder. He uses the rod and staff to uh, guide the sheep through treacherous ground treacherous pastures to the next one. I'm sure the rod and staff was used to uh, fight off wolves now and then that would come to prey on the sheep as an analogy. Yeah. It was interesting to note, I remember uh, reading about the 23rd Psalm and and, uh, reading about a shepherd's, the shape of the shepherd's staff where it's got the crook in it, where it looks like a uh, like a question mark. I was always wondering, what, what is that about? And uh, in studying and finding out that that crook in the staff is used when the sheep rolls over and it's on its back. It can't get back on its feet unless the shepherd rolls it over, taking that staff and putting it upright, and they'll die. And I never knew that, but I studied the 23rd Psalm and I thought, isn't that the way our shepherd, our father is? It, it really is. And the whole idea that, Kevin, you brought up about fear is that because of fear, fear of even, well, just think of the Israelites. They didn't want to get close when Moses came down. They didn't want to come close into God's presence, That's correct? Right. They didn't want to because they were fearful. They were fearful. And I'm thinking because of fear, we, we don't realize God's plan for us and reach our potential that he's created us to be. And he's created us to be overcomers more than conquerors. He's created us to overcome evil with good and with his strength. And fear is what gets in the way. Fear, fear gets in the way. And fear of the unknown, like you said, Don, um, uh, before uh, Kevin came too, I always pray and I always ask the Lord, well, What's the word for today? What, what, what do we want to share with all of our listeners? He gave me the word fill, F-I-L-L. 
I asked him you know, when he does that, what is you know what what do you want me to say? And he said, uh, feel immediately Lord's love. That's what we want. All everyone that's listening to this podcast is that they would feel the love of the Lord that we feel and that He created us to feel His love and to feel His presence in our lives and that He's with us. And uh, like Kevin said, that He gives us His hand. He gives us His right hand. We can we can walk with Him. And we have so so much examples of fear and things to be fearful of. Just by uh, looking out our windows these days, the window to the the world, the uh, mm-hmm. television. John fourteen twenty seven says, "Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you," and that's God's peace that surpasses all understanding. That will guard our hearts and our minds. And it goes on to say, "Not as the world gives, do I give you. So let your hearts not be troubled." Mm-hmm. Neither let them be afraid. And that's uh, one of those, think about that verses. You know, even though we see troubles at our right hand and at our left hand, we keep our eyes and our heart open to the Lord before us, that he will keep us and give us peace in a world of chaos. Yeah, he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me, on Jesus Christ. He will keep in perfect peace. Or be overcome with God's peace, which is not something to be afraid of because of wow. yeah. how it protects us. Yeah. Overcome by Christ. That's right. OBC. Not by circumstances. Not by circumstances. Not as the world gives, but be overcome by Christ. Let not your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So I think we transfer that fear of the unknown and what we see in the world, fear of approaching or getting to know God better. Yes. Or fear of what I might have to give up Mm -hmm. in our lives. That would be helpful to the listeners. That's right. So, you know, they've even said on national news, you know, those people think they can hear from God. Wow. So that's the world's point of view. Seeking the truth. You know, whether you belong to a fraternity or, or a church or anything, they're, they're always telling you there is a way, but how many actually introduce you to a living God? And, uh, and I, I know that is what I was looking for, some tangible reality proof. And, and uh, being overcome by Christ is... Uh, praying like Sandy was this this morning in his dark room, he calls it. Um, He hears from the Lord, just as anyone can. Um, We don't have to uh, meet any requirements. Um, The first time I did, though, I was was taken to a full gospel businessmen's meeting and, and didn't, you know, I knew these these people profess to be Christians and uh, a lot of crazy stuff goes on there but like no way was I going to participate and be you know and be like them however uh, the speaker in the front of the room was uh, just talking about something and about his uh, ministry in San Diego on the streets and talking about witchcraft he said, uh, in the middle of the speech, 
these exact words, is masonry satanic? And then he went on to say, well, is the Pope Catholic? And then went on to back to the street and told about his story. And I found out later on those words were directed right to me. And when he said it, <laughs> I can even, I can feel the impact now. It was, it was like getting punched right in the stomach. I mean, literally something, you know, punched me right in the stomach. I, I believe it was the Holy Spirit trying to slap me around the room because I was, I was a Mason. Later found out by conversations with the Lord that either what he had for me or what was going on, I could not be a Christian and follower of Christ and a follower of, of Masonry at the same time. So. What it does, it puts anger into you immediately because there's conflict in your being. I mean, should I wait till after the thing and, and uh, beat him up in the parking lot? <laughs> I mean, it, it, I was sitting there with, uh, you know, I had my, he, he couldn't see me because I was way in the back. You know, I had my Masonic belt buckle on and uh, I was a pretty cool dude. And he just, just those words that, popped into his head that he said at that time they were popped into his head by the holy spirit and pierced it you. pierced me to the innermost oh. being so then they said come on up forward for prayer <laughs> and i said well i guess i'll do this you know as long as i'm here i don't want to look like an outcast sitting at the corner <laughs> so i might as well walk up there and for prayer all of a sudden I was laying on the floor, suddenly looking up. I heard no man's voice. I heard no woman's voice. But there was a lot said in my innermost being that was being poured in. Wow. And it, too much to comprehend at the moment, but it comes out in pieces. I mean, it comes out, um, it has all through my life parts of that so at that moment I was overcome mm -hmm. by Christ OBC and I was changed I mean I was changed on that spot immediately there was I there's it's never been turned back although I was to myself I was not committed fully at that time in my own mind but I went on to uh, read some of the forbidden books that I was told I was too immature to read, I wouldn't understand. A quote from one of them is, Morals and Dogma, is, there is no other doctrine but the Luciferian doctrine. Oh my. That, that one alone should, <laughs> even if I was not overcome by Christ, if I would have read that, um, it would have definitely turned the direction of my perceived faith at that time. God just systematically went through my baggage mm, just Lord. like that and let me know what was, uh, you know, what I was giving up, which I gladly did, because it's far better to be overcome by the Lord than overcome by the Luciferian doctrine. Yeah. I was just up there to hear from God, basically, is what you go forward for. And uh, wham, I was on the floor. I mean, there were 
people picking me up after a half hour or so. Maybe you should explain who Lucifer Lucifer, was. yeah. The, that what might help our well, listeners. Luciferian doctrine, that's, that's uh, well, the devil. The Lucifer, Lucifer is the name of the devil in the Bible. Satan is another name for the devil in the Bible. The Bible says clearly that he is only there to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to, uh, you know, if you have faith for God, he's trying every day to divert you, trying to kill you, kill your love, steal your love. Mm. Steal your peace, steal your... Steal your peace, steal your joy. Steal the potential God created you for. That's right. Every, every time you tell that story, Kevin, it's a testimony because that's where your life was changed. And I and think right. about I think about mine, and I I think I've shared this on some of the other podcasts. But that's the first time I was overcome was when he uh, I was in a counseling session to uh, to separate or divorce from my wife, and I was seeking the Lord, and I didn't know who He was, and I was seeking Him. And during that that counseling session, he spoke to me. I mean, he spoke to me. I didn't know who Jesus was. And this is what he said. But he said to me, he said, Do not harden your heart, Sandy, but trust in me. And from that point, I could never turn back. And it was like, well, where did that come from? Well, Hebrews 4, 7 says today saying through david so long afterward in the words already quoted today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts and it was like thank you lord and it was like uh you know i had all sorts of uh, my family disowned me and everything else but i heard his voice i was overcome by his voice and his presence and i realized it was a it was a matter of the heart uh, because my heart was closed, and he opened it up, and he came in, in his life, and he filled it. That's the word. That's why he was giving me that word before today. It's fill. Right. Feel his filling. Feel the Lord's love. Feel that. Everyone that's listening in this podcast, feel his love as he's pouring out, because he wants to speak to you as he spoke to Kevin in that session. Kevin was way in the back, you know, way in the back. Hiding. Hiding. <laughs> You know, and he says, I see you. And God used that full gospel businessman's preacher to speak. And he spoke a word. That's right. He called you out. And that's how personal God will call you by name. Oh, I, <laughs> that's it. I've, I've, I've received it now. That's it. That's it. It's, it's, it's fill immediately with the Lord's love, Phil. Yes. And it's it's yes. it's immediately. It's not something you have to work for. It's not something you have to study for. It's just immediately. Receive it. That's he right. He says, just receive it. You don't have to do anything. Just receive it as I pour it out. Oh, okay. listeners, just feel that. Just receive that. There's nothing you can do except say, thank you. I receive it. If the Lord is my light, and my, my salvation. salvation, whom shall, shall I, I fear? fear? Should we sing that song, guys? That's right. well, maybe not. <laughs> I think you are both making a very important point that will help a lot of people understand this better. We're not talking about something like a drug trip where we're 
completely zonked out in a different world or something like that. That's right. We're talking about God speaking to us in intelligible ways, explaining things, showing us new things. But but we're not unconscious, you know, and and uh, you know, under the influence of something other than God. But it's He is speaking rationally. He is correcting us, and I think that's the key point to take away from this. Right, and I realized um, afterwards, as I was uh, when I, I had that encounter, and that uh, the counselor was asking me, "Well, what's going on with you, Sandy?" And I told her. And, uh, and she said she has never in her life of counseling ever seen such a sudden change, 180 degree, 180 degree turn in a relationship between husband and wife because of the presence of God. And she said, and she was a Christian, and she said, I've never seen, I, and, and she, got over, she got overcome. She started to cry. Wow. She started to cry. Sue Grimm, so Sue, if you're listening, thank you, Lord, that you were a part of my life change. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Sue Grimm. I am thinking back to a time, oh my goodness, this was 1999, uh, just before the turn of the millennium, and I had a week that was just extraordinary because I heard from God and saw miracles and it was just amazing. And I just want to tell a little bit about um, the ride home. I had gone from Georgia to Chicago and this is basically just taking the plane ride home. Um, It started out in a storm, there was lightning flashing. thunder booming and it was kind of scary when we took off and um, then in the middle of all the storm suddenly we got above the clouds and it cleared out and it was a beautiful beautiful uh, experience of just being above the clouds I think there's something uh, spiritual that could be taken from that um and um, so I was impressed at, you know, before long, I was just impressed with God moving throughout that week. And I was reflecting over what I had experienced. And, and I was overwhelmed with the love that he had shown me and how he had guided me throughout that week. And I just began to thank him and praise him uh, there in the window seat of the of the plane um, and after quite a while of praising God I looked out the window and I saw how beautiful the earth looked and the storm clouds had gone away actually we had passed them and now there were vibrant colors of the fall leaves that actually I could see from the, the plane and it occurred to me that we're really flying close to the ground, much closer than what I ever recalled flying before. And um, the effect was just overwhelming. It was it was breathtaking. Um, I marveled at the leaves. I praised God some more, uh, and and just uh, 
It was a non-stop experience. As I looked more, I was filled with the praise of God more. And, um, and then I noticed that there weren't as many trees. Um, and we were starting to get into not, not really urban areas, but I was seeing roads and cars and so on. And I noticed something very mysterious going on. Um, there would be a, like a light that would slowly flash on and then flash off. And it would, there would be different lights in different parts of the ground. And it would gradually flash on and then flash off. Um, and it was just amazing. And sometimes different colors some of the colors seemed to be unearthly and i kept trying to figure out what is going on here um and it was just in the midst of this close spiritual experience with the lord and they didn't repeat themselves it wasn't like something flashed on and off and on and off and on and off it was like here and there and there different places there was this flashing of lights and I was baffled and I was aware that somehow God was doing this but I couldn't figure out how and eventually I realized the lights were the reflection of the sun off of car windows and so we had to be just at the right angles for the sun to reflect off those car windows and then appear in my window of the plane um, and and I just was amazed at that 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 somehow God had aligned all of the angles just right so I could see those different reflections and I was just praising God because that's I, I've never seen anything like that before or since then and it just filled me with more praise and then there were uh, other things during the flight. There were there were trees and, and other things as well, mountains. And every time I saw the mountains, it was like they were just extraordinary. And I found myself entering a dialogue with God. And the dialogue involved my praising Him, giving Him glory for the incredible things I was seeing. And then he would respond, not with an audible voice, but deep within. He would say this, you think that's great? Let me show you something even better. Oh, yes. yes. And the next thing I would see would be even more stunning. And again, I was filled with praise. And then he would say, you think that's great? Let <laughs> me show you something even better. And then it would be another level of glory and beauty. And I, I came to the point where I could hardly take it in. And I said, I think this is too much. I think this is too much, Lord. And the Lord would say, well, I'm going to show you something even greater. And he did. And it was overwhelming. I could barely take it. And I was so filled with praise and expressed it to God quietly, but still because I didn't want to 
interrupt people, but um, and 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 it was just this ongoing dialogue uh, of how God said He could show me something even greater, and He did, and um, and He was continually besting His own work until I was almost overcome. Um, and I, I, I really thought, Lord, if you want to take me home, if that's what this is all about, if you're just trying to overwhelm me so much so that I'm going to die, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And it was, um, it was just an amazing experience. And I'm, I'm giving you the short version of this. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but um, the plane landed. And I just was so overwhelmed. I sat in my seat until everyone else got off the plane because I wanted to go talk to the pilot because I thought, you know, this has been so extraordinary. What He must have done something different. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the days uh, before 9-11. So they actually would allow you to go and talk to the, the pilot and in the in the cockpit and so i asked him did you fly the plane especially low today and he said yeah i did i did fly as low as i could legally uh, because i thought you might enjoy the beautiful trees and i thanked him profusely and i said i am just so grateful i didn't tell him that about the, the the spiritual experience maybe i should have but he just smiled and and he said i'm glad you enjoyed it and then he said it was his idea and immediately i thought that's what you think it was yeah it was god's idea that's and <laughs> and he was referring to someone else but it was still I think God kind of put those words in his mouth. It was his idea because I do believe it was God's idea. Um, it turned out he was referring to a teenager that was in the cockpit, probably his son. Um, but at the same time, um, whoever suggested it, it certainly was an amazing thing. Um, and that's how the Holy Spirit speaks and guides us as well even through others it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life now i won't tell you about the whole week because that that times out at about 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this was the culmination of an entire week of just ongoing dialogue with god and and him showing me things that i would never have dreamed of and so on and miracles true miracles yeah don i never shared in the last days that my wife was alive uh she was in and out of heaven and she was saying don't you see them and she'd point up to the ceiling in the in the room don't you see him and it was the angels and she could see uh um, our daughter's guardian angel and she talked about the beauty uh the the vibrant beauty of the flowers and all that she was seeing in heaven. And I realized, uh, and I've shared this with people in the jail too, is that God is just consistent from beginning to end. He reveals himself 
completely. It's like there is a heaven, and my wife was explaining what it was like to be in heaven, and I'll never forget that. I'll, I'll never forget that. It's like between、uh, life and heaven, between our last breath and heaven, it's just、uh, it just a、uh, a thin veil that we、uh, cross through. I, I never, I, I haven't thought about that for quite a few years.、Uh, she was vivid in her discussions about what she was seeing and what she was experiencing. There is a heaven, and it's being and it's prepared for us. Well, I think it worked out. You know,、uh, just like you said before,、uh, counting the hairs on your head, Kevin. What's that's left? That's right. He still knows what's left. He knows. He knows what was and what is and what will be. That's right. Does that mean we'll、uh, all of our hair will be restored? I would think so. Yeah. <laughs>、Uh. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered. Not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your voice in the wilderness, a church online since '98, now known as PGN Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 